I was like, yeah, I have a podcast with my buddy and we just talked about Freemasons. And she was like, oh, like, what do you think about Freemasons? My dad was a free, my, my grandpa was a Freemason. Mm. And I go, oh, and she's like, so give me the tea. Like, what's, what is it about? And I was like, you know, there's a lot of stuff. And she was like, because I know. And it's like, you know how people like to do that where they're yep. like, what yep. do you think? Well, here's what I think first. Yep. And she was like, cause I asked him like, is it a religion? And the only thing he would ever tell me is I believe in a God. That's all. That's all that he would say. <laughs> Like, well, I'll tell you who that got it. <laughs> Why? That's Why do things have to happen like baby. that after? Because it's just like because they can't tell anybody anything, right? right? And they that's like an, that's a very obvious like. Wait, okay, why are you being on? secretive yeah. about this? Why does Why does it need a secret in the first place? <sighs> huh? That is. That's so funny. I love that. <laughs> that just it makes ridiculous. sense to me. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. It tracks. Ooh, damn down because yeah what if she was like well he actually broke down and he got out his little bible handbook thing and we went through it it's like no i believe in a god that's all you need to know that makes me feel weird for some reason i don't know why dude so weird i'm not trying to be a hater but it just makes me feel weird welcome everybody to fair the burn welcome 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 we are on episode something here 16 16 we have brought over 17 hours of content to you so far that's and impressive. It's not only is it impressive, it's goddamn impossible. There's no way that we should have even been here still. Yeah. Your mixer died. Yes, it did. We're still here. Still rocking. I moved back from Seattle after being like on down on my luck and we made yep. past 15 episodes. Yeah. And not only did we do that, Cougar, we got a sponsor for this one. Could you could you tell us a little bit about this sponsor that we got? Now, does anybody out there Enjoy hearing the podcast Fair the Burn. Raise your hand if you enjoy. Does, does anybody out there, has anybody enjoyed the over 17 hours worth of content that Cougar Coburn Ooh. and Chandler Fair have collectively brought to you? Well, if you do. And shout out to you if you did. And if you did, especially if you're international, I want to throw that out. Everyone Hell in Germany, yeah. yep. England, Denmark, Brazil. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Canada, all you motherfuckers and people domestic, but people international are more important. Mm. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Uh, if you would like to continue to hear from us and hear more from us as we progress and do things, uh, we got a Patreon. So we got a Patreon. That is a website where we're going to have exclusive content, early content, music content, mm. giveaways, uh, mm-hmm. different shit. I All might get stuff, naked merch. once and twice. Couple. We can have merch on you can there. Take the merch off and, and put it on you. And put I it can on take you. it off my body and put it onto you. There's a lot of avenues when it comes. We to We can make a, a video about this. Yeah, that's exclusive live, content. Absolutely. Live podcast. We've been talking about that. Yes, absolutely. The so, live one. Yeah, that'll be fun. So uh, there's a lot going on with this. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff that we're going to try to offer you for this Patreon. And one thing that I would want to say is like what our goal is because obviously a patreon is you pay what's our starting thing it'd be five dollars it's it's five dollars or ten dollars to enter the monthly giveaway that we would do so five dollars is going to get you every exclusive content all of our missteps like the podcasts that we've tried to record that haven't made it all the way so like all of our failed quote unquote failed podcasts uh and it's going to get you stuff like that. And then $10 a month is going to get you everything plus the monthly giveaway of like a free shirt. Nice. Yeah, that cool. we'll do. Cool. And so, 
you know, we are trying to generate a, some funds for this little podcast that we've been doing just to see if we can do something special with it. Um, our roots and values have always been Christ, corruption, and culture. Those are the things we want to talk about, and that's what we've been doing this whole time. And we've kind of got a little following going. It's yeah, you know, yeah, it's it's, nice. it's cool. It's it's awesome. I, everyone that watches this consistently, we we love you, and that's what we want to try to get people involved if they want to, you know. But there's a lot of stuff we're going to be able to offer individual uh talks by me and by you yep um music yeah all of these things it's gonna be awesome so so we just want to cultivate a community of patrons on patreon.com forward slash fair the burn uh pretty simple you know where to find us so if you're looking for more exclusive content from cougar and myself then go ahead and go over there and sign up for our great patreon we still want you to listen to spotify but if you want to go a step further and you want to support your boys, go to patreon.com forward slash chan- uh, or fair the burn. Fair the burn. That's patreon.com forward slash fair the burn. Fair the burn. Thank you, everybody. All right. Episode 16, man. <sighs> We're here. We're here. And we tried really hard to get here for the last week. And we. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And, and we, we failed. So hard. So hard. It was like we were supposed to podcast on Tuesday. Yep. And I tried to hit you up. Yep. Nothing. Nothing. You were like, bro, I was sleeping. I'm sleeping. I'm tired. I'm a zombie. <laughs> Wednesday, I hit you up. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Thursday, hit you up. Nothing. Friday rolls around. You hit me up. I'm a fucking zombie. And not only am I a zombie, I'm a walking sleeping zombie. <laughs> I'm not even a walking dead zombie. I'm a walking alive around crawling zombie. <laughs> So I'm not walking. I'm just dead. Just a dead zombie. Saturday rolls around. Cougar hits me up. I sleep for four hours. Fucking this is what we're trying to say. We tried to podcast for a week and nothing happened. We absolutely failed through the whole thing. Yes. How does it make you feel? Makes me feel good because we're here right now. Um, I have had to completely change my perspective on failures and what it means to me because look what happened. We failed. It seems to me like a very inevitable thing. And while I would like to minimize my failures as much as possible, I will also accept the ones that do come because yeah, I could be really mad about this week. I could be down in the dumps. I could be pissed off at myself. Um, but I'm looking forward and that's, you know, we're already sitting here talking about our Patreon. The train is still on its track. Um, and, but yeah, I would love, I would love to reel it in. I want to reel it in. I, that, but as we age, I think that's what's going to happen. But no, I'm not hung up on it. I'm very easy to let things slide off my shoulder and onto the next day. I think that's important too, right? Like I've been kind of a proponent of quote unquote hustle culture, I suppose the last really since moving back to Idaho. Uh, and people, I think a lot of times get that misconstrued and like, it's like if you stop hustling, it's like the idea is if, 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 if you ever stop hustling, then you are just failing as a human. Right. Right. But I don't necessarily think that's true. And I think that you do need to take some time to not do the things that you need to be doing Mm -hmm. and like take some time for you. Like, and that's a good thing about this podcast is me and you, we don't do it if we don't think that we have the energy. Yeah. Yeah. And if we don't have the time, if we don't have like the gumption to get up and do this podcast, then we won't. Yep. So it's not that you should neglect the hustle, but it's that you should allow sometimes for to not hustle. Yeah. And that's yep. going to be okay. Yep. You know, totally. but at some point, like you're saying, you have to reel things in. You got to get back on track and you got to 
Well, you got to be disciplined. You can't be a zombie. You don't want to be a zombie. I could just totally justify my life into being just, eh, I don't want to do anything. and I want to Which TV. I think a lot of people did over the last year. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And it's easy to justify your own actions. It's so easy to completely make sense of laying in bed for nine hours in a day and you're fully justified in your head. But any outside third person perspective is going to say, what are you doing? You know, you like, whoa. Yeah. So... It's scary. You you need you need to love yourself and forgive yourself, but also you have to you you have to be able to say, "Come on, I can do better. I can do this better." You know? I know that I can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I know I can get up and do these things on Tuesday rather than pushing it off until Sunday, you know? And so that's a challenge for myself, but it's not like a I'm a terrible person and I need to prove my humanhood by doing this, you know? Like cuz that's where it really comes down to in our society and kind of the way that we've been raised is is that perspective. You know? Yeah, that your worth comes from what you do. Right. Right. And that's a big thing, like, even in church, too, is, like, that's what scared me about leaving church in the first place is they teach – the church taught me growing up that if you're not Christian, then your worth is found in what you do. Mm. And if you are Christian, then your worth is found in God. Right. And it's never going to depend on how good or bad you are. It's because it's always going to come back to Jesus and how much he loves you. Right. And the fact that he died on the cross for you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Right. And, like – so many people nowadays really do get caught up like their worth comes from what they do and what yep. comes out of that, which is, I guess, what people call hustle culture. Right. Right. Because the idea that we are always entrepreneurs and that if we ever waste any second of those days yep. that are open, then it's on you. Like I literally watched a video about this this morning and how that's a dangerous concept. And I do. But I agree with that. Like every hour that you have awake is an hour for you to be productive. It yeah, is. Absolutely. And if you're not productive with that hour, that's on you. Yeah. Yep. And that's not make, that doesn't make you a bad person. No. And that doesn't mean that like you wasted that hour, but it's like you weren't productive. You didn't make any money. You right. didn't you didn't work out. You didn't better yourself you didn't create in any anything. Right. way. Right. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily bad, but I just think it's a reframing of hustle culture people need to get behind. Well, and we've also been raised to be defined by our failures, and that's why we're afraid of them because we feel like once we fail, that's all we'll be known for. And mm. that's not the case. People will forget your mistakes. So fast. That's not true. You don't think so? Kyle Bratzman, dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they never forget. But really, though, that's yeah, the, yeah. the meocentric. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. people are so concerned that when I mess up, everyone in the whole world is going to care that I messed up when really no one gives a shit about me and no one's going to care. So that means... Even so, it's it's a good and a bad in a sense because when I succeed, no one cares. But also, when I fail, no one cares. And so maybe I should not worry about what other people think, and I should just try to. It's just like a puzzle. At some point, you're going to not put the right piece in the right place, and you're gonna have mm. to be like, oh well, I need to put. Th- That's all it is. This this we're in just a huge puzzle, and we're trying to piece it together. And at some point, the pieces aren't gonna go together, and you have to recalibrate. And I'm like a hundred percent advocate for. Like okay, let's not get caught up on our failure here. We have to look at what we can do now that we're now that we're here. Now that we're right, right here, we can't right. go back and change whatever failure we had. If I could go back to Tuesday and shake myself out of it, I would, but I can't. And so I got to keep going forward. You got to keep going forward. That's huge. That's huge. Keep going. So, is there anything else that you've kind of been like? You feel like you've been failing in your life right now? Yeah, my garden. Even though. But it's just the nitpicky stuff because we have some zucchini in, in, on the zucchini. counter right now. Yeah. You know, we got eggplant zucchini. Dog. Yeah, yeah, that's huge, black yeah. eggplant zucchini. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking huge yeah. ass zucchini dog. Yep. Uh, 
BBZ, as they say. <laughs> um, but it's just like when I look at it, I immediately think, God, I could, I, I, I could do this and this, and it would look better. And I, but also I don't want to look at my garden as if it's a failure. And mm-hmm. so that's why I've tried to redefine failure as, like, that's I can identify puzzle pieces in my garden that aren't fitting right now. That next season I'll be able to put the correct ones together. But if I say, yeah, that my garden is just a big failure, even though it's the same perception, just a different word that will actually change the perception. Oh, interesting. You know, so you're trying to get away from failure in general. Yeah. Cause like, what is failure? Failure feels like an F on a test and an mm-hmm. F on a test. You can't go back. It's done. It's over. And really when you get onto the real world, you realize that your mistakes aren't that like, right. Some mistakes are you run someone over and they die. You can't go back from that. Facts. That's for sure. Facts. The majority of the mistakes that you make, though, are not that. And they are not this permanent thing that will then define you as the F that you got on this test. You can keep going from that. There's no like, well, I guess that's it because you failed this one time and I guess you shouldn't go on anymore. Like there's never been any time that that's okay. You have to keep going forward. And so to be tricked into loathing on every mistake that you made, you start to then become anxious and walk on eggshells to... It's like you're in a basketball game and you're playing not to lose rather than playing to win. Right. It's like when a team gets up in the fourth quarter, they start to play a little more cautious because they're playing not, not to, lose to lose rather than playing to win. You want to play to win, not play not to lose, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so don't get caught up on the failures. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, it's an interesting take on it. I mean, I heard, I think it was David Goggins. Uh, shout out to my man, DG. DG. Uh for he said talking about failures and how like he had to redefine how he looked at failures and mm-hmm. how it's just like a lesson right mm-hmm. and i agree with that to a sense and i don't know because i've been thinking about this a lot lately too but like i really believe in failures and i consider things failures all the time okay like i think right now i'm failing when it comes to running and i don't think i am a failure because of it right but I think that I am failing because I'm not running as often. I'm way behind the goal that I need to be at. There's a really high likely possibility that I'm not going to make a thousand miles this year, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to continue on my right. journey. Uh, and I just have been thinking about it a lot. And I think my dad, like my dad doesn't have a lot of positive out like aspects in my life. But one thing he really did teach me was that I'm going to fail a lot and mm-hmm. often my dad straight up did not let me win one thing ever when I was growing up ever. And wow. that's how it should be mm-hmm. because you need to like teach your kids that like, Hey, there's going to be motherfuckers out there that are way better at you than everything. And they won't let you win. They won't let you win. Cause life is brutal. Yep. You know? So I, I and like a lot of people not to like to my horn or own horn or anything, but people have given me a lot of compliments over the last year about my willingness to just do things and mm-hmm. like put things out. Like that's something that David is talking about. Fuck you, David. Fuck you, David. Uh, He's like, I really appreciate and like the fact that I'm just willing to like put shit out there yeah. and just like go. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's because I'm not afraid of failure right. because of that. You know what yep. I mean? Yep. So yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I, the whole idea of like not looking at it as a failure, but looking at it like as, as a puzzle piece yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think there's something so pivotal about looking at things and being like, yeah, I failed at that. Yes. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? That's true. Cause you can't argue if we look up the exact definition of failure and you set a thing that you want to achieve and then you don't achieve that. That is a failure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, but I was raised like my dad, uh, my girlfriend and I, Jenna were at, we were hanging out with my parents and I have told Jenna before that when I was growing up, my dad told me, you don't want to make a mistake. You don't want to make mistakes. Okay. Like 
you really do not want to do that. And so that got to the point where I wouldn't even raise my hand in class mm. because I don't want to, I don't want to answer wrong. I don't want to make a mistake. I'm not going to do that. Right. And then he reaffirmed that he said that like two weeks ago we were seeing him and he was talking about making mistakes. And, and I was like, you can't say that because everyone is going to make mistakes. You can't treat this as if a mistake is a life or death. Yeah. Some mistakes can be life or death, but mistakes or failures Again, they are failures, but they do not make you a failure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the that's where it would come because it's like, oh, well, if I'm a mistake, then I fail and I'm a failure. Then it, instead of it just being wrong, I'm wrong. I'm the one that is stupid and low and beneath. And I can never retake that test. Right. Right. Exactly. Then you can yeah. always retake that test. Yep. But it's like some people would just hear failures and they're like, fucking, that's an F on the grade. Yep, exactly. Just gone forever. Yep. Yeah. But I think you, I, I think it's so pivotal to look at things as a lack of success. Look at right, that. Exactly. Failure yep. definition is a lack of success. Yep. So I don't think that's, that's pivotal and I don't think that's like, or the omission of expected or required action. What does that mean? The failure to comply with basic rules, the omission of expected or required action. It's omission. What mean? does omission mean? Yeah. To omit something, to leave out. To leave out expected <laughs> actions, to fail, to leave out expected actions. If you're going to run a thousand miles, you oh, and you don't, you omitted that expectation. You mm. left that out. Person that has been left out or included. Yep. Yeah. Dang! Look at me. I'm a smart man right here. I know words. I was thinking omit, like you're like omitting emotions. Oh right, like, like emitting light it in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I got you. <laughs> omission. Omit. Omission. Like oh, like you're left out out bitch but yeah i think that i just think that failure is important like i'm i feel like i really f- i'm failing right now with like my running like i'm mm-hmm. only at like 470 miles yeah terrible uh and like comedy i haven't been on stage in two week two months mm-hmm. uh and then like my job you know my mom's fully vaccinated got covid someone mm-hmm. else at my job got covid and like we had to shut down our office for a whole week so i don't think i didn't i don't think i failed at my job but like it was just harder to do my job so i felt kind of more like limited right so i guess this this is last week and like with us not doing the podcast i was like man like this stuff is not going how it's supposed to go yep yep so how did that make you feel during that um rough for sure and like i've been feeling rough for probably two months like just with my depression and just mental health in general Mm -hmm. uh but i think it it makes me just question like what i'm doing with my time Mm -hmm. you know I, I have to look at things from a bird's eye view, like we're talking about. Yep. And when I do that, I'm like, you you could have you could have just went. Like, it's not going to be that bad. Right. Like, you could have ran. You could have went to the gym and got a gym membership. Because another thing is, like, I'm negotiating with myself why not to run. Uh, right. And right now, I'm stuck on the fact that it's goddamn... Ha- when you wear a hazmat suit outside right now, not because of COVID, because it's fucking smoky as shit. Mm-hmm. So when you're outside at all, it, like, hurts your lungs to breathe. So I've been, like saying that and that's why i'm not running yep so it, it just makes me question what i'm doing with my time it makes me think about how i need to better myself and use my time like that but now the next part is just putting that into action right yeah right does it make you feel any less of a person no i don't think less of a person it just makes me feel like i'm not getting the stuff that i need to get done done but it doesn't make me feel like does it add to your depression uh yeah but it doesn't make me feel like I'm less of a human. Like I have less worth. I just know what I need to be doing. Right. You know what I mean? So what does your depression look like? What does it feel when you're like deep in it? Because um, everyone's is different. Yeah. So my depression is really physical. 
there was a large period of time when I was in college where I would just get so he was depressed or anxious or like overwhelmed Mm -hmm. where I would be walking around and I would literally need to lay down. Mm. Like I would, I would duck into rooms that weren't taken where there was just like risers and they're like risers for like choirs and shit that Mm -hmm. they stand on. And I would just need to lay down for like 10 minutes or one time I had like such a bad, I don't know. They never really got diagnosed, but like anxiety attack, I guess you could call it. It was like Like, heavy breathing and stuff. Yeah. Just like heavy breathing and just like, just a complete like drainage of any any energy that I had. Right. And if I kept moving, I would have like cried and had a huge breakdown. And like I would just like, I need to fucking lay down. Uh, but Iris literally found right. me at the top of uh, the theater at one point, and like just came up and was like, "Hey, like you need some snacks or whatever." And I was like, "Yeah, that would be great." Yeah. 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 Well, so. and how to deal with depression? Signs of depression in young adults, according to Aspero Adventure. Uh, number three, lethargy or a significant decrease in energy. Yeah. You don't want to do anything. Um, yeah, my depression, I was able to hide with, uh, sleep. Um, when I lived in Moscow, I was probably sleeping for probably four months. I was sleeping at least 14 hours a day, sometimes 20 hours a day. Yeah. And I didn't really like my life. I didn't really like where I was. I didn't really like the things I was doing and I didn't have to think of them and I didn't have to witness myself do those things when I was sleeping. And yeah. so sleeping was like the cop out. Cause it's like, Oh, well I'm not, yeah. Like I'm not hurting anyone when I'm sleeping. I'm not hurting myself. I'm not hurting my family. I'm not hurting anybody. Cause I'm just sleeping. I was sleeping. Anyone looking for me? I was just sleeping. <laughs> you know, like, But that's also that like feeling overwhelmed and having that anxiety from people calling your phone and shit. Mm-hmm. If you're sleeping, then you're excused of everything almost because you were sleeping. If someone tries to get a hold of you and you were sleeping, it's like, oh, well, yeah, he was sleeping. Couldn't get a well, hold of him. Well, and you probably had a lot of less energy around that time too, oh, right? Oh, like, it was terrible. Yeah. I couldn't do anything. So that would go into like lethargy or... Yeah, absolutely. Um, lethargy, however you pronounce that word, and significant decrease of energy. Uh, so I feel that for sure, man. Something that was really bad, I'm curious if this is on the list. Uh, when I was in Seattle... I started to lose track of time. I was sleeping so much. So like I literally got fired from my job because I probably slept on and off for like three days, just like randomly at different times. And like, I would literally go to bed like at 2 AM and I'd wake up and it's like noon. Right. And like, I don't know when, where I would like wake up in different spots and shit. Like I would wake up and like all of my food in my freezer was gone and I don't remember eating it. Like just weird shit, man. So Wow. Yeah, depression definitely manifests in different ways. Uh, I saw like low self-esteem on this list. Well, and which... this list has like a hundred things. You know, like it it is seriously very broad. Yeah, and it's it's hard because in today's day and age, it's like I was talking with my buddy the other day yep. who is diagnosed with excessive sleeping. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Or di- or difficulty sleeping too. That's another thing because people's yep. like minds are just so That's, fucking racing. Uh, Radley, he's the opposite end of that. He paces and his mind runs and he can't sleep. Mm, yep. Yeah. I think that has to do with the, with the bipolar maybe too. I oh don't yeah. Know. For yeah. Sure. I mean, yeah. Manic depression. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to rad. Love I miss you rad. You, rad. Uh, but yeah, man. So I don't know. Depression is, it's a hard thing and it definitely can make you feel like a failure a lot of times. Yeah. But it's nothing to be like, Oh, I'm failing at this. You know, it's just chemicals in your brain and shit. Is it weird that 
it feels almost as if we were all set up to have depression. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, right? It's like I was talking with my buddy who has ADD. Yeah. And I was like, you know, man, I've always wondered, like, if I have ADD mm-hmm. because, like, I just feel like if I, like, caffeine does what it says it's supposed to do for people with ADD, like, it just mellows me out. Like, I don't stay up all night after drinking caffeine. Right. I have a hard time, like, focusing. Like, multitasking is hard for me because I'm like, fuck, I forgot to do that thing that I was supposed to do and blah, blah, blah. Like, my short-term memory is shit. Mm-hmm. My long-term memory is super good. Yeah, yeah. But my short-term memory is dog shit. Uh, but I was thinking, I was like, it would surprise me or I would, I'd be interested into how many kids our age are like misdiagnosed with ADD, ADHD, anxiety, depression, or how many of that is onset because of social media, social media, the food that we eat, internet. Yeah. The internet that we consume. Well, so here's another thing. I saw this video and it was this, uh, swim park full of kids running around, pushing each other into the pool, grabbing onto each other. And this guy's like do you really expect me to think, do you really expect these kids to spend three months doing this and then to go back to school, Mm. put a mask on and sit down for eight hours. Mm. And if you can't do that, you will then be given medication and a diagnosis of, Oh, he well, he just can't pay attention to anything. He has an attention deficit rather than you're putting high energy kids in a situation to fail. You're setting them up to fail. That is going to then create depression as you go on, like everyone is being set up to your food's not going to help you. The media that you consume is not going to help you. The music that you listen to is not going to help you. It's all going to manifest depression. It seems like the main things do. And the medication that you're going to put The medication on is definitely not going to help. Like, man, like, you know, again, I know we're doing a lot of shout outs on, the, on this episode. I'm hoping that since this is going to be an audio only episode that my sisters are going to listen to this. <laughs> but I have like a... I think he's turning 13 now, my nephew. Right. Uh, he's been on medication for, I want to say it's ADD or ADHD or anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like he got like diagnosed at like eight. Damn. And they've been like putting him on medication since he was like super young and stuff. Which, yeah, man, like that kid does have a really hard time paying attention for sure. But like mm-hmm. he also just loves video games and mm-hmm. consumes a lot of media that way. And it's like because of how short our attention spans are now. Yeah. Was well, he scrolling through TikTok? Is he scrolling through Instagram? Because oh, those sure. are all things or whatever phone app that he's scrolling through is all going to be short intervals of dopamine hits that is going to give it infinitely, but in short intervals. And so then you go to school and you try to have a long form conversation with a kid like that or any kids, not just a kid like that. All these kids, me, we struggle with that because we're just consuming 30 second videos all day long. And that destroys your attention because you can't pay attention to anything and and not even just attention there's a clip of joe rogan and duncan russell talking about how it changes your feelings instantly mm-hmm. how like when you're scrolling on facebook or twitter or whatever everything is designed to make you feel rapidly yep. right then and there and then you scroll to something else and it's something completely different yep. it can go from literally someone I have I have someone right now on my on my Facebook feed who's like posting about how there's this person who just got COVID mm-hmm. who is fully vaccinated and like they're in the hospital and they're on a ventilator and how we need the prayers of everyone to help out with all this stuff and blah 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 and then like the next one could be a puppy video. Yep. yep. And the next one could be someone getting called racist slurs like right. and it's like it's just not helping with your attention span or your emotional battery. Well, here's my most recent experience with that. I'm scrolling through TikTok and there's like 
this video i i remember this and i scrolled back after this all happened but i saw this funny video and then i saw this cute dog video and then i scroll down and there's this video of these dogs like attacking this other dog like a pack of dogs killing this other dog okay i'm just like whoa yeah ruthless ruthless and so when i see something like that i feel guilty because things are suffering almost for like and no one's even seeing something suffer and like i don't know it feels weird because it's like no one's even feeling bad for this dog because no one's even looking at these videos so i click Mm. on his account it's stupid it's a justification in my head makes stupid sense when you say it out loud but i'm scrolling through and there's this video and from what I understand, they're like these guys in the Middle East with goat farms who have these vicious dogs protecting their herds. And so there's this video of this like really shy dog that's trying to like push himself against the guy who's recording and he kicks it, not hard, but he like pushes it away from him and they're like to his pack of dogs and it like turns around and looks at him and then they just jump on it and kill it. Oh my God. And so I don't know if that's for... Like you have to maintain this aggressive dog, like pack of dogs and ruthless aggression to, to protect these goats or whatever. But the fact that they're recording it like is really, but, and then you scroll after that to the next one. And it's this funny little video of this little puppy running and you know, a little butterfly or whatever. And then the owner's laughing and it's just like, Holy fuck! I just dude, got taken on a roller coaster that's ride. Savage, you dude, know, to like, have a video of like this these one pack of dogs murdering another dog, and then the yeah. next video is like, oh, it's a nice little puppy with the butt. Like that's fucking crazy, that's, dude. How do you? How does a human being respond when they're shown happy trauma, happy, and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? And I'm somewhat aware of these videos happening to me, so when I'm feeling this, I'm also thinking of me feeling it. Some people are living just completely through it and they don't even realize that the fifth video, like five videos ago, is still making you feel how you feel right now and you feel kind of weird and you're like, oh mm-hmm. God, I don't even know why I feel like this. You're being completely 100% manipulated right in front of your face. Everything is so mixed and it makes you numb. Oh, it does make you numb because you have to. How do you see a cute dog being killed by other dogs because a human ki- pushed him towards it? And filmed it. And filmed it. And filmed Do it. I cr- like? Yeah. If I cry, okay, let's cry. That's more on me than anything. Doesn't change anything. Like, and you see that ten times over a period, you have to become numb to it. You're becoming desensitized, and we see desensi- desensitization. However, you'd say that the desensitizing of us over a lot of things, just like Call of Duty. Been playing a little bit of Call of Duty. Yes, you have. Every time, not only are you playing a little, every time I walk in, Call of Duty's on the screen. Call of Duty. For the past probably week, two weeks. And well, probably a week because we just got our TV up here. Anyway, there is something very real to walking out onto a stairway with a shotgun and shooting someone in the head. There is a silence. Not that the video game doesn't give you. If you do it in real life, there's a silence that follows that. There's the recognition of life being lost. There's like, there is a moment that happens when you murder somebody. But when you witness just simulations of murders over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you start to become desensitized to the idea of dying. And you can walk up with this fucking shotgun and shoot someone in the head and then just turn around and chase the next person that's running. You don't even think about it twice. Right. That's desensitizing. At some point, that would be very traumatizing for a human being to witness just a video game character being killed because that's real. Yeah. It's scary. But we 
have made it this far, man. We got WAP on YouTube. Like, <laughs> we're, we're chilling now. Nothing can harm us now. Not only know. do we have WAP on YouTube, we have Gilbert Gottfried doing WAP, the lyrics to WAP. Oh, yes, dude. That, what I that wet-ass <laughs> pussy! <laughs> uh, so, I want to transition back a little bit to something you mentioned. Okay. That's... Wet-ass pussy? A per- yes, right there. Get Godfrey. a bucket and a mop! Perfect. Keep going. For that wet-ass pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so now I want to rewind a little further back than that. Okay. And you mentioned somebody was fully vaccinated, and they still got COVID. And now I'm... My mom. My fucking mother, bro. My goddamn mom, Angela Ray Wilson out there with fucking COVID. I was going to say someone. With fucking COVID, dude. Fully vaccinated. So that's where my thing is coming in is that people were once selling me the vaccine as if it was something that was going to protect me and help me not spread it. Now Mm -hmm. it is something that is almost a a medicine. You take this for your cold. Oh, well, your symptoms will decrease, but you'll still have your cold. Wow. Oh, you take this vaccine. Oh, well, actually, it doesn't protect you, and you can still spread it. But your symptoms are, like, a little less worse, so that's that's all good. And, and you like, might need a little bit more, actually. Right. I know that we told you one yep. at the beginning, and then we told you two. You might need some more. And I like how they change it up. So the first was a vaccine. The second was, what was it? The second dose. That's what it was called. Mm-hmm. Then the booster. And now I think the fourth is going to be a completely new vaccine for the Delta variant. Because uh, Fauci came out and said all vaccines are deemed nada with the Delta variant. The, de- the, va- the vaccines from this past year will not protect you against the Delta variant. How, how soon did he say that? Can we look that up? Please. When Fauci, Fauci said that the vaccine for Delta. Fauci uh, Delta vaccine. Because if that's the case, dude, that's fucking crazy. Because I, yeah. I've been watching a lot of videos and like. People are really saying that, like, no, like, the like the vaccine will still be effective against Delta. So if he's coming out now and being like, we're going to need a new thing for Delta, why did Delta become a thing? Yeah. Why did right. a mutation happen? Yep. Yep. Is it because we're rolling out vaccines well, the, super early? The claim would be that it was all the people who didn't get vaccinated were the ones that ruined this. Oh, yeah. It always comes back to the unvaccinated folks. Right. right. And that's what I'm trying to understand is... How does that work? If you are getting a vaccine and protecting yourself, why? How does a vaccine make sense if for me to be safe, for me to be safe with the vaccine, you have to get it? I thought the vaccine was if I got it, I would then be safe. That would be like me taking an umbrella outside and protecting myself from the rain. It's protecting me, right? But if I had to have you have an umbrella for me to be protected, that wouldn't make any sense. Right. And that's the issue that I think all of this comes down to, bro, is I think... Anthony Fauci, President Joe Biden's chief medical advisor, said the U.S. will be absolutely prepared to distribute a third shot of the coronavirus vaccine quickly to a wider population if needed. Will you go back? Keep going. Yeah, dude. So fucking I, I don't even know if I'm honest. Like, I think at the end of the day, everyone tried to make it about everyone else. And it's not about everybody else, motherfucker. It's about you. Yep. Okay. It is about you staying healthy for yourself. I wore a mask the entire time. Not because I give a fuck about your grandmother. No, because I don't want to catch whatever the yep. fuck is out there. Now, yep. do I even give a shit about what's going out there? No, I don't. But... I understand that if I put on a mask now, that if I breathe from those fucking cotton-ass blue masks that people have, okay, think about this, man. Matter manifests itself in three different forms. Physi- like, um, fucking, what is this called? 
There's liquids, Solid. solids, and gases. Gas. Yep. gas goes goddamn everywhere. Yep. So when you breathe out of a mask, regardless, that's got to go somewhere. Absolutely. The only thing it's possibly helping you with is sucking in anybody else's air. Yeah. Yep. So you're not wearing a mask for anybody else, motherfucker. You're yep. wearing it for you. For you. I'm not getting a vaccine for anybody else. I'm not saving yep. the world for anybody else. I'm getting it for me. Yep. Because if it quote unquote makes the symptoms less or whatever, cool. Again, we're still not going to get it. I'm not mm -hmm. getting it until I have to get it. Mm -hmm. I'm just letting the vaccine come to me. Yep. Because it's going to. Right. Yeah, it's coming. So that, that leads us to the, the mandates that are happening happening in New York. But also, did you find anything on that? Um, on Fauci saying anything about specifically a Delta variant about vaccine, the Delta variants, like, cause I need to know if that's true or not. He said that the, what, what was the one below that, below that right there, that the Delta variant made the vaccines that people have, like the vaccines will not protect you against the Delta variant. And so that you will need, yeah, a third one, right? Is that what vaccinated? No, it's saying that Fauci's. Says the vaccinated people might want to consider wearing masks indoors as Delta variant surges. It's okay, not saying a third back. vaccine. Right. This isn't. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know why the fuck. Like why it would even need to mutate. That's the thing. Like without and okay, you can say that I'm spreading misinformation about wh whatever. But here's the here's the fucking truth. Is nobody knows anything about what's going on. Okay. Right there. What new and worse variants could mean booster shots. Okay. Yeah, but booster shot doesn't mean that's a different vaccine. Obviously, it would be has to be like slightly different because like they do it with the flu shot every year, right? Where they have to make the flu shot different because of the flu shot, right? Specific for the Delta variant. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So it's a Delta variant vaccine, and they're masking it as a booster. And like it would have to be everything like, is like it's like the the kids in cages turned into this really pretty, yeah, like, democratic term like facilities facility to keep for, for undocumented humans, yeah, like exactly humans or whatever. Yeah, that is what that is. That is a vaccine for the Delta variant. And it's called a booster because then even right there, you're like, oh, well, see, it's just a booster, though. It's like, well, right. That's the whole thing. We've it's had the, the vaccine. Yeah. We've had the second dose. And now we're going to need a booster because of the variant that's out now. So what about the next variant and the next variant and the next variant with a disease that has a very low chance of dying, especially if you're young like us? And it's breaking through the vaccine. And I understand that people are like, well, vaccines aren't 100% anyway. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, I haven't seen anybody with fucking polio ever in my life. That's I haven't facts, seen anybody bro. with measles, mumps. I know yep. that that like broke out a couple of years ago because of anti-vax. Mm -hmm. But those are vaccines we've had for a long time. Right. Like, yep. it's just so crazy to me, dude. I see so much shit online right now where it's like people are saying – you guys don't understand the privilege that you have as people in Afghanistan or people in Iran are dying because of COVID every day mm -hmm. and they're, they can't get any vaccines because the U.S. government is holding them back. And you idiots think that your privilege mm. allows you to not take this vaccine when you don't understand what privilege truly is. Right. What do you think about that? I feel like the privilege would be being to choose if you are with that or not. That's the right? privilege. It's no privilege to be forced to do something. I don't think that's a privilege at all. Like, that's, like, the ultimate privilege is, like, do I want to do this thing or exactly. do I not want to do this thing? the ultimate privilege, right. Yeah. The autonomy to choose that. And also, I mean, can you just look up real quick how many, like, worldwide deaths we've had due to COVID? Four million? If it's only four million, we're not in a fucking pandemic. Like, that's where I'm at because I want to compare this with... Like, see if we can find, yeah, deaths right there. Let's yeah. go. 4.36 But what's that 207 million? Oh, that's cases. cases. Okay. Can you look up how many deaths we had with the Spanish flu? 
Oh, see, that's another thing. Why was it racist? Why is it racist to call it the Chinese flu or the Chinese virus? Well, the Dutch. The something I found out is the Spanish flu doesn't even have. Didn't even come from Spain. A conservative (laughs) seven million to a possible seventeen million of to a possible high of a hundred million more fatalities. You know, I might be wanting to get a vaccine for a disease that is killing people like that. I would. I yeah. can I can look for at the that. Spanish flu? Right, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And so then when I look at COVID, it's like I I have not been given a good reason yet other than you should feel ashamed of yourself to get a vaccine. That's the only real argument I've gotten is well, if you don't, then uh, yeah, your your morality is in question. And even the do- dude, you know what's so funny to me? So my what is this? Uh, it is the most fatal. Oh, this is Spanish flu, Black Plague. The Black yeah, well, the, Death. The, the Black Plague took out like a third of the fucking 200 population. Oh my god, two hundred mil, dude. My mom literally asked a doctor. She was like, uh, "So w- what's going on with this Delta variant?" And the doctor was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like. Like what? Like I have two. I have two both shots, right? And the doctor was like, "Yeah." And she was like, "Well, like if I can still get COVID and I ha- and I'm double vaccinated, right? Why get the vaccine?" My mom's asking a doctor this, like straight up asking Damn, the doctor, like, good. "If I can still get this, then like, why did I take the vaccine?" What do you say? And the doctor was like, "Well, you know, because it's gonna make your symptoms less and it's gonna be okay and blah blah blah." But like, that's not why you get a vaccine. There is medicine that hospitals are using that you can go get. It's zinc and something else. That has been working as something that lessens the symptoms and helps you get over COVID very quickly. So it's either a, so to me, it's not even a vaccine. It feels like it's medicine. And if you want to take medication for COVID, you can, but it's not a vaccine. Because what's the definition of a vaccine? Is a vaccine something that protects you and helps you not spread? Can we look up the definition of a vaccine? You know what I'm saying? Because it feels like we're we're, we're redefining it. That's a long definition. That's <laughs> a substance hefty. used to stimulate the production of antibodies and provide immunity against one or several diseases. Immunity! Immunity right there. There's no... There, it's not providing any... Okay, I'll keep going. Prepared from the causative agent of a disease. It's products or a synthetic substitute treated to act as an antigen without inducing the disease. So... You know what I give a fuck about in that definition, Cougar? Providing immunity. One word, and it's immunity. Immunity. It's fucking immunity. And so, from what I understand, something like polio, the vaccine from polio gave you immunity from it. That was the thing. I've heard stories of people standing outside in long lines waiting for the polio vaccine. If someone had come out and said, hey, you're up next to get the polio vaccine. You can still get polio. You can still spread polio, but you should still get this vaccine. Wouldn't the question be, well, what? What am I getting? The, I came here to be protected from polio, not just possibly not get it. not just have lesser symptoms, not just being a smaller iron lung. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that doesn't make any sense. The promise was you will be protected from polio. They can't pro- they can't provide immunity in this vaccine. So then it feels like it is redefined to it's medicine. Just like if you have a cold and you have a runny nose and you have a headache and you take medicine, what does that do? It cuts your headache. It makes your nose not run as much. It cuts the symptoms, but it doesn't protect you from getting a cold. Not mm. at all. Mm. Medication, baby. And that's fine if you want to get it. I don't I don't hate anybody yeah. doing anything. Yeah. But do whatever you're going to do. I would be damned if I force someone to not get a vaccine or to get a vaccine. I can't do that. So do it's their you privilege. think that these medical professionals are scared 
the vaccine is going to fail. For, my first question is, do you think the vaccine can fail? And not just a lack of success. I mean, like... Well, so what would success look like for it? Like, get, getting to a point where, obviously, it could... Does, like, it, does it, it feel like it's failed right now? I think to a sense. Because in my personal perspective, I feel like it has been a big failure. Because there were all these promises, even when Trump was in office. Even though, by the way, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris said don't take the vaccine because Trump is making it. But you rush this thing going through. You push it on everybody. And it's not providing immunity, which is the root word of vaccine, I feel like. And that's it's more like a medication, right. which is a substance used for medical treatment, especially a medicine or drug. Yes, it exactly. It feels like it's just used to treat yes. COVID, to not treat. give you immunity from it. Exactly. And that's a really key thing that you just said that a lot of people gloss over. When Trump was still in office, the fucking resounding, <laughs> the resounding thing was, well, I'm not going to get the vaccine because Trump made it. Yep. Well, Trump's doing the vaccine. He's trying to get it pushed through, so he's not going to do it, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, yo, we are literally seven months away from that point that we were at. Yeah. And and the topic has completely shifted. Yep. It was almost as if Trump was in the lab, like, oh, I'll put a little drippy in here and a little drippy in here. Do you think he's in there with a the fucking lab coat, dude? And, like, a rat on his shoulder? Yeah. He's like, uh, yes, Zion Tui, we're going to fucking get this shit cooking. Yep, a little like, microchip in here. Yeah. He's in there with Bill Gates and fucking yeah. fat. No, dude. No. no. Trump is, dude, he's the guy. He's the face. He's, the face. he's, not, he's the not the guy. He's not the guy, baby. Okay. And neither is Biden. Yep. Biden's Straight just up. a body that sometimes comes from a coffin that he's already going <laughs> to die in. Yeah. It's, it's been a strange time. Joe Biden on Wednesday expressed reservations about whether a coronas, coronavirus vaccine approved by the Trump administration would be safe, raising doubts about the president's ability to put the health of Americans before politics. Oh, yeah. This is like before he got yep. into yeah. Washington Post. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's almost like everyone forgot about that time. Yeah, everyone has. Oh, dude. dude yeah, less than a year ago. Listen, what? I, okay. Damn. Listen, we forget. People can't pick and choose shit, man. You just can't. Okay, you, you gotta play by the fucking rules that you set out. Yep. The rule is if you're exposed to COVID. Listen, I don't give a fuck about COVID. But the rule is if you're exposed to COVID, then you have to like stay home for like ten days because it manifests itself in two weeks. Right. My boss, like for my company was low-key like, well, you know, not everyone plays by the same rules. Like, it's like three to five days. And I'm like, that's not what the fuck. Mm. And then he's like, and you know, some people are just going to be there anyway because they're, they're choosing to do that. And it's like, I'm all for cho choice. I'm all for choice. Yep. But we got to figure out what the rules are. And it just seems like the rules are always changing with COVID. Yeah. And that's my issue with it. Yep. Is that the rules are always changing, but the fucking shit the, the doctors are saying is the same. Get it. Yep. Why? Uh, you, just, you just should. Yep. You should just get it. Yep. It's like Jenna said at the park, like, we wouldn't need a fucking vaccine for shit if people were really dying out here in the streets. They wouldn't need, like, commercials to, like, sell the vaccine. Exactly. We would need the vaccine, but we wouldn't need to, like, have commercials where there's people singing and dancing with James Corden and Ariana Grande about get vaccines. Anthony so you can Fauci <laughs> looking up to the sky. Dude. <laughs> Get vaccinated so you can hug your mom. Uh, see it's that, sad. That immediately feels weird that someone would say that or compel an artist to say that. Makes me want to step back and say, ah, okay, you do it, but I don't need a vaccine to hug my mom. No. I will do whatever I want, and James Corden is not going to convince me. But people who, are, who love James Corden 
might think twice about hugging their mom if they hear him say that. Really? That is so much power that one person can have over somebody. It's scary. And that's why I just want to take everything very slowly because you rush into something because of James fucking Corden. You might do something that you can't go back from. And then I've talked to multiple people already who, after they've heard all of the new stuff coming out about vaccines, they said, yeah, well, I told I, I got back. I got both doses for work and I 1000 percent regret it right now because, oh, I still have to wear a mask. I still have to social distance. Mm-hmm. I still have to do all the things as if I wasn't vaccinated. I'm being treated as I was before I got vaccinated. How does that even make any sense? It does make any sense. It doesn't. Scary. It's just stupid. Yeah. It's just stupid at this point. It's like I people are losing their jobs and it's sad. And like mm-hmm. I know multiple nurses who refuse to get it for St. Al's and they're getting fucking fired. And that's another thing we were talking about. Our medical what would you call it? Like everybody in the medical field Healthcare. Healthcare. Uh, all our healthcare officials. We were prizing them and loving them. And you are you're using heroes. your. Yeah, you're heroes because if you are not wearing your mask, you're using your privilege and you're putting all this pressure on the healthcare workers. And now we have healthcare workers who are saying, I don't know if I trust this vaccine. And every single person that wants to redefine all the bullshit says, okay, fuck you. And it's like, whoa, what about the rules that you just defined when we had to be like, oh, healthcare workers, healthcare workers, healthcare workers. We should value our healthcare workers. I absolutely agree. And maybe we should listen to some if they're saying, I don't trust this vaccine. I listened to this scientist talk about the vaccine and he's like, okay, did they put a microchip in this? No, there's no microchip in here. But what I do know is that I've asked a lot of questions that have not been answered. Mm. And I don't know everything that's in this vaccine. Mm. And then guess what he said? Some of our tests have shown that, yeah, some of these are magnetic. We do get some magnetic results with these. Whoa. Yeah. He's like, not all of them. Yeah. But some of them we do. We have questions and no one is allowing me to ask any questions. Why is that? Right. That's the big question. See, and that's my question as far as like, do are they scared that it's not going to work? Mm-hmm. Because how many of these people are kind not bullied but like understand that if they speak out against this vaccine that they don't believe in they're going to lose their job think about how political all that stuff once you get way up there gets even in the healthcare field like with your experience with how political like a church can get Mm -hmm. and people would say well a church is supposed to be well it's like that's the same thing with healthcare it's all politics once you get up there and again if someone is okay so what is the doctor going to do is he going to go along with the narrative and keep his job or is he going to completely isolate himself ruin his career and wreck any reputation that he has by saying i don't know if i agree with this mm-hmm. i would assume that the majority of people are going to say themselves just like we were talking about how we're out for ourselves we're going to wear the mask to protect us the doctors will protect themselves they'll still help us but that there is that interest you know what i'm saying because when you step out of that you will get shunned and pushed outside so fast why is that? Why why is science all of a sudden something you can't question? And this is something mm. he brought up. He's like, I don't I believe in science, not the science. Because ah. the science is a specific science that you have to follow and believe in. That's almost a religion. like a religion. Exactly. Yeah, the but science. science is something that you question and pick apart to its bones. That's interesting. You don't just accept the science, you 
you absolutely try to deconstruct science. That's the thing, man. Language is so powerful. Yeah. And really, like, that's what they describe it as is, you know, I, I trust the science. I trust the numbers. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like if you really looked into the numbers, you would understand, like, only 4.36 million people have died. Mm-hmm. Again, not that that's a small number. But then if you juxtapose that, we have seven and a half billion people on this earth. And a billion is a thousand millions. Exactly. And four of of one of those thousand millions have died. And mind you, uh, a CDC official last year defined a COVID death as any death that occurs even. And then she gave an example, even if you have COVID. So that means that if you die from a car crash, but you are tested positive for COVID, you will be counted oh, wow. in the in the deaths of COVID. Yeah. So out of that four million, how many of those were comorbidity? Comorbidity. Mm-hmm. Cardiovascular diseases are leading the cause of death globally, taking an estimated eighteen million lives a year. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to wow. ruin Dave. I'm so sorry. A uh, little bit fuck you here, but also I feel bad for you in this moment. Dave's been like trying to work on a joke. He's hope hopefully we're gonna go out and hit those mics. Oh yeah, those yeah. Open mics when he gets here. But I guess you're not going to be able to use this joke anymore, buddy. Uh, <laughs> he's working on a joke where, like, heart attacks take, like, 600,000 people a year in yep. America. Yep. And, like, COVID took 500,000. And he's like, everyone's over here bitching about fucking COVID and all this shit. And he's like, <laughs> annually, every year, more people die because of, like, heart disease exactly. and heart attacks. Can we Google um, how many children go missing in the United States every year? A lot, a I lot. Think, I, I want to say six hundred thousand. Did we talk about that on the Freemason episode? We, I don't think about so. Missing children, because he talked about that. How like they do sacrifices oh, yeah. with children, yep. and like there's like four hundred sixty thousand children in every America? year in America. Holy shit! In America, yeah, eight million children globally. That's a so what pandemic is going on here? Um, Satanism. Child trafficking, yep. heart disease. Mm-hmm. Um, we treat McDonald's as if they're our friend. Yep. Um, we yep. treat our enemies as if they're our friend. McDonald's is not a, your friend. It's not. McDonald's is going to keep you down, and he, Burger King is as well. Check this out, dude. I had a conversation a little bit with Justin this week mm-hmm. um, via Marco Polo. Shout out, Jay. Shout out, Jay. Marco Polo, that's cool. I yeah. haven't used that shit since like sixth grade. That's cool. Yeah, we're, we're on a group. I can nice. add you to our Marco Polo that's if you want to be yeah. an empty group. I'm cool. sure that we would love to have Hell you. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but Jay was like, because I have, I this week I ate like two days super clean. Mm-hmm. Like I actually went grocery shopping. Nice. And like the other days I fucking did the same old shit that I mm-hmm. normally do. Mm-hmm. And treating fast food like your friend, right? And it's like. Absolutely. Uh, Jay was like, yeah, man, the crazy thing is that shit is literally designed to be addictive. Yep. Like because of yep. the specific type of sugar or whatever, like it's designed Salt to make content. you always yep. cr- crave it. Crave it. Yep. Yeah, which is so crazy. So it's like fighting up. that urge is so hard. Yes, it like, is. It's fighting a real ass addiction. Yep. That was manufactured to get you addicted in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Like social media. Like social media. Oh my god, we're just surrounded by it. There's pandemics of all of these things. And just because the news selected one thing, and that's the thing, is like people are just looking to virtue signal. I got, I wear my mask for you. I'm protecting you over here. I'm getting this vaccine for you. You're welcome. If we are so caught up on wanting to be the virtuous one who is always taking the high road and being so, oh, I'm just so smart and you're so stupid and I will protect you. You don't have to protect me. That's all good. Mm-hmm. But that's a dangerous, that's the virus right there is that like 
quote unquote intelligent arrogance that people have where they think that because they become educated in something that they are now above any other human being and what they think is way better than what anyone else thinks that's below them. Dangerous. Yeah. Well, I think it's dangerous just to believe that just because what you believe is right, that makes other people wrong in general. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. with most things, you need to understand that there's a lot of gray area and a lot of, a lot of gray. S- situations and not everything is just black and white. Yep. Absolutely. So it's, I think it's dangerous just to believe that you are uh, superior in any sort of kind of thought that you have. For yeah. Sure. yeah. That's, that's straight up. It'll, it'll blind you. It's like anger. It'll blind you and you might not be able to see something because you're so caught up on being smart. And sometimes you don't want to be the smartest one in the room. Sometimes you want to learn while you're in a room, not just tell people what you think you know. I like to be in rooms where I'm actually the dumbest motherfucker there. It's and the that's straight up, it. dude. It's the best that's way to straight do it. up. I will put myself at the lowest on the totem pole to make sure that everyone knows I give no fucks about making a fool of myself. So let's get uh, Nathan's dad on here. So uh, I'm actually reading his book right now. Okay. He wrote a book called uh from racist to non-racist to anti-racist and i really was struggling with like the idea of anti-racism because Mm -hmm. of kind of the idea of i am right and you are wrong you have to believe this and that and blah 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 and it's just too much for me like in a lot of like this like the woke culture like it's not that i don't believe in a lot of the shit that they say because i think that the woke shit is true people Mm -hmm. just take it in a far too far context radical way yeah Yeah. absolutely where they're like well you need to take care of yourself yeah okay but taking care of yourself and loving yourself doesn't just mean doing the shit that you want to do with your flesh it's doing this that you need to do for your soul your spirit right so and his book's really good and it's changing my idea of what anti-racism is and means and could be so Uh, what is it now to you i don't know because i'm still in only chapter two so like i'm not far enough in his book to like get there but it's really just fighting racism, which I believe in. Like, if someone says some racist shit around you, right. for you to be like, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Whereas, like, I have legitimately racist family members, yeah, right? Yeah. And normally, like, I would just listen to their crazy shit and just be like, oh, okay, yeah. Right. Not, not necessarily be okay with it, but just, like, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. Like, I don't want to totally. talk to anybody. But now I think it's important to, like, at least engage in somewhat of like try to have like some intelligent conversation to be like right. listen why do you not want to live near someone who's Islamic right that doesn't make any sense to me yep. like yep. why okay because you had one bad experience long ago but that doesn't mean that they're all bad people absolutely you know what I mean yep. so uh, yeah we could get Nathan's dad on here E.L. Anderson's dad I, uh, I thrive on being the dumbest person in the room because that's where I can observe and learn yeah if and it's cool to be because, you know, like when I'm teaching swim lessons or something, it's like I'm the one that's the most wise and has all the information and I'm not really looking to any of the kids to help me with anything, um, even though they teach me like everything and everything. But it's just like, yeah, I remember you just being nervous about that man and how intimidating of a character he is in terms of his intelligence and his wisdom and his presence. Yeah. Well, I feel but like I, that. I feel like that for the majority of their family. Like, I was nervous for the podcast with El just because, like, I've never really had long conversations with like that with him before. Right. We Me have either. here and there. We ain't never. You didn't know him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like Mr. Keith, their dad has taught me so much throughout my life, and like Nathan in general, 
uh, is one of the smartest dudes like I've mm-hmm. just ever met in my just in general. Yep. Yep. So their whole family kind of makes not, not not makes me nervous, but like I just know that I'm gonna walk away with some sort of knowledge. Yeah. Hell yeah. And I just That's don't what's know. all about. I don't know. Mr. Keith is a great guy, and he's so smart, bro. But it, that's just such a crazy podcast to like get ready for. <laughs> I'm excited. Well, we don't know. I'm gonna keep pushing for it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, you are. I fucking know you. You don't stop. <laughs> you don't stop with anything. That's bro. where. That's where I'm at. Is like I want the extreme. I want a guy that will like, who knows what he's talking about, to want to sit down and have an intellectual conversation to a dumb guy like me. Yeah. Because. All I get right now are people squawking at each other on Twitter and echo chambering each other on Twitter, and it doesn't help me at all. Yeah. And having El come in, I would love to have his dad in, but we'll get Nathan that. though, dude. Like straight up, we'll get Nathan like, on too, man. All of them. Let me tell you a story real quick. Okay. Okay. So I was with Nathan and our buddy Alex and uh, some other kid that Nathan knows, probably like three weeks ago. Right, and we're going out because this man lives up north. So we're hitting downtown, which I've only ever done three times, all of with which have been with Nathan. Oh, because that's something he wants to do, right? I don't, I don't, I'm not a downtown guy, right? Yep, yep. But we got pretty drunk before we went. Like we probably drank like three ciders and then a Monaco each, and then like a shot. And uh, me and Alex stepped outside to. Partake in some money trading, right. you could say, right? Fair. Like some green trading. Mm-hmm. We're talking money outside. Yep. And all of a sudden, like the door swings open, uh, and Nathan was like, "Yo, guys, our, our Uber's here." And me and Alex were too rich. You know what I'm saying? You know <laughs> yes. what I mean? Yep. We're a little bit too rich to be going out downtown yep. at that point. The trading money had really gotten good. Yeah, and, yep. dude. That green For was sure. fire, yep. dude. Like, sure. it was just, we had a good lot trading. more money in our pockets at that mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. in our mm-hmm. lungs. But uh, before we even, like, while we were drinking, Nathan, again, super smart, starts talking about all this shit, dude. Astrophysics and how physics, like uh, physicians, not physicians, um, physicists yep. are now like getting really confused because they're reaching a point where they're not get, be, being able to like understand the universe. Yeah, and they used <laughs> to be like the. I relate them to like the musicians of the science world because mm-hmm. like people who are classically trained in music are really uppity and like think right. that they have all the answers and all this bullshit. Yep, which is kind of the same for physicists. But he was explaining to us about like dark matter, antimatter, how matter works, like all this shit. Right. And I can't explain it because I'm an idiot. Right. But it's just wild, man. Like antimatter might be matter in different dimensions. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. And like there's a specific <laughs> amount of dark energy that's here that if it was any more, any less, then we wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the excel, the the universe, like inertia you need more things to like push something behind it in order for it to like speed up. Right. Like if you throw a baseball, you couldn't make that baseball go any faster unless somehow you were like the flash and behind it, you like, right, and pushed, pushed it, it right. forward. Yep. But our universe is expanding further and faster than it ever has. Right. So that begs the question of what would be pushing it. Like what is the inertia behind yeah. that? Right. right? Yep. Cause it, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So, Anyway, we get fucked up. We go out on this on this Uber ride, <laughs> and this lady picks us up. Uh, and I was I told Nathan like when the door was open, I went Nathan, and he was like about to get in the back seat, and I go, you gotta sit in the front. I'm too rich. 
I go, you got to sit at the front. He goes, I got, I got you, bro. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, bro. So, so he sat up front and like Don't every, you worry. <laughs> everyone heard me too, right? Mm-hmm. And so like the Uber driver was like, well, I guess you're sitting up front. And they were like, we just made a big joke out of it. Nice, nice. We start driving and then she says something about energy or dark matter or something like that and then nathan looks back at us because he's in the front seat and he's like oh yeah she knows about dark energy you know what i mean blah 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 and like we start like dapping each other up and like getting really loud right right and i'm in the back seat being super quiet and like just not saying the right things ever right and like we're all laughing all this bullshit And the lady turns around because she's at a red light, turns around, looks at me, and I dead, deadpan just go, do you believe in God? <laughs> and she, she says, absolutely nothing. And just turns right back around. And just continue, no just continue. <laughs> but I know she heard me, bro. Like we were all being loud and shit, and she she literally looks back, and I just went, "Do you believe in God?" Was it quiet when you said it? No. Oh, was but it? but it was direct. But like you, you know when you yep, make eyes right with you. someone, yep. and you're like, "You heard me, motherfucker." Yep, yep. I know you heard me. And she just kind of pretended that it was a little too loud. Yeah. <laughs> just well, her face like changed. Like you know that face that I made when when we were out with Rad and talking about his supervisor. And he's like, oh, I love my supervisor. And it was like, yep, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. But, but it was like that. Like I said, I was like, do you believe in God? And she was like, and just turned just, back around. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. So you come in hot and heavy, my man. Dude, I'm always coming in hot and heavy. Speaking of hot and heavy, you still got uh, that text now app. Yes. You want to, you want to, I would it? love to call. So tell us, okay, so something for our Patreon uh, is we are going to do some, like, scam calls. Yeah. Uh, We want to do, like, a series on it. should have said that at the beginning, too. And so, yeah, I mean, they they know now if they've made it this far. Uh, But it's going to be way cool. And we already have one recorded that we're going to put on there. I think we have, like, two or three other, like, kind of micro episodes that we're also going to throw on there as well. Yeah, yeah. So there's content that's already on there when you hear this by now. But Cougar and I are going to start finding, like, scammer numbers online and calling them. Yes. And the other day, we, like, repeatedly called these one, this one group yep. over and over, over and, and over, over and over again. And they, are, they say, thank you for calling Reservation. How can I help you? So their company's called The Reservation. Yeah. Um, they set up a tri- trip for you to fly anywhere you want in the whole fucking world. You can fly from New York to Madagascar if you wanted to. And <laughs> it's going to cost you about $5,000. And uh, then they take your credit card number and then they say, okay, you're good. And then I'm assuming they just like hang up and take your shit because yeah. watch this. Thank you for calling reservations. Press one four for new. Booking. Oh, it works. Press one eight for existing booking. When nice. I called it last time and said, the number you have dialed has been disconnected. I was like, uh, I don't no. know. <laughs> is it going to th- send you through, dog? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Thank you for calling reservation. Uh-huh. Five, four, for new booking. And then wait. Press two, eight, for existing booking. Hell there we go. Yeah, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. Let's get some hooks Let's on go. the phone. Yeah, we'll we'll get a little sample in here of how these are gonna go. I hope I get George, Wilson, I Cyrus, Cyrus. Yeah, I want Cyrus. And Pedro. Back. Pedro. Pedro. Come on. 
I think I talked to it. Oh. Thank you for calling reservations. You are talking to Will. How can I help you? Hey, how's it going, man? I was just looking to uh, book a trip, get a booking. Mm-hmm. Sure, I'll help you for the same soon. Uh, so I was looking How to. With your departure? Oh, my departure will be from yep. New York, from the JFK airport. Oh, in. Okay, JFK. And arrival uh, airport. Sorry, say that again. What is the arrival airport, sir? Oh, I'm thinking Philadelphia. Babe, will you Google? Will you Philadelphia? Google? Yeah. So these guys are called a reservation. If they're a real company, I'm gonna feel real shit. What's that? It will be a round trip, sir. Okay, that sounds good. No, I'm asking if it will be a round trip. Uh, yes. Okay, and for going which day? Right there, right there, right there. Uh, say that one more time. A uh, which date, sir? Like a travel date. Oh, my travel date. I see. This is going to be yep. September seventh. Is it the top one? Click that. And coming back? September 8th. September 8th. So going on September 7th, coming back on September 8th? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, so I bought a ticket from you like a couple weeks ago, and you guys just kind of like hung up on me and didn't. Like I kind of lost a hundred dollars out of my thing. Is there anyone I, I can talk to about that? Like any customer service or anything? Yes, you can talk to customer service representative. Uh, could you give me that number, please? One eight hundred. One eight hundred. Four three three. Four three three. One seven nine zero. One seven nine zero. Thank you so much. What time do you prefer? Yeah, what time do you prefer your flight? I like to fly in the morning, like 5 a.m. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on, Jeff. Will, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. Okay, I'm sorry. This is my husband, Jeff. My name's Randy. <laughs> Jeff, we're not flying in the morning. I love to fly in the morning, though. No, we're going to fly at you night. You always do this. Oh, my. Will, what do you think? Will, could you tell him that the morning is fine to fly, please? When do you he, think he thinks that the morning is like more dangerous to fly? Can you convince him that it's like not it as dangerous? Is, statistically, as apparently there's more crashes in the morning. Terrorists too, because 9/11 was in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Can you look up what time 9/11? <laughs> It was in the morning, I'm pretty sure. Fact yeah. check me there. Yeah, I think it was in the morning. Um, people woke up to that shit. I saved the number that he gave me. Good, let's call them. <laughs> so, is that... Okay, could you type in reservation... 10.30. Yeah, it was in the morning. Yeah. It's more dangerous to fly yes! in the morning. Yes! I'm true. celebrating that. Um, is this what it... Is this... Oh, it's 100% a scam. 100% Dude, scam. Okay, who's going to call you saying, hi, this is reservation? Bro, <laughs> shut the fuck true. up. That's, shut that's the true, fuck bro. up. That's true. Hold on, hold on. I think he gave me like a... A real number. A real number. I'm going to put this into Google. Could you put this into Google? 1-800-433-1706. Damn it! You fucking terrible memory person. Give me back my elephant that I gave you. (laughs) Business extra. Uh, Right there. What is that? Yeah. It says it right there. 
syllable online special rates for you. Let's see. For your fax email? Is there saying? Thank you for calling the American Airlines meeting services desk. American uh, Airlines. Hold on. Airlines just got easier. Uh -huh. Now you can repeat business extra points online at business.aa.com. Can you look up American right Airlines? Oh, no. That's no, not look up American Airlines customer service number. Oh, uh, uh, no, that's not it. That's not it. So, so they're so they're posing as. A, oh yeah. Services desk. I'll try to press all the numbers to see if it gets me through. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna. Yeah, we'll figure that out though. Yeah, well, there's no way they're real, dude. You can make a fucking thing that sounds like "Hi and welcome for thank you for true, calling Hilton true. Hilton Inn." Yep, yep. You know. Just just because they give you that number and it says that doesn't mean that it's gonna make it that like you're gonna know if they're a scammer by the beginning of the call right when that sound happens where it's like Broop. that's true like that's, that's true. how you know dude the dead People ass giveaway bro who aren't scammers don't use that okay. it's like in Washington uh, if you're an undercover cop this is fucking fun fact they always have like SUVs and they're always have those like gates in the front of them you know what I'm talking about like ramming yeah, to yep. ram people yeah. If you see something like that, for sure it's an undercover cop oh, in Washington. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't think it's the same here, but that's something I noticed there. Right, I was right. Like, Those are for sure undercovers. Whoa. Yeah. Let's try them one more time. <laughs> Gonna have a full Patreon of this. Yeah, I know, right? I'm so sorry. I already sent, <laughs> I sent Cougar on the fucking rabbit hole. I love this. Thank you for calling reservation. Press 9-6. New booking. Press one eight for existing booking. Tell them you're doing genocide. Okay. Reservations, how can I help you? Hi, I didn't quite catch your name. My name is Ethan, how can I help you? I'm doing good. Um, so I was given kind of a faulty thing the other day. And I'm looking to get a new plane ticket because my mine didn't work that I ordered from you guys last time. And I have something really important that I'm trying to do. Okay, and uh, may I know where are you flying from and what's your destination, please? Yeah, well, I'm actually going to, like, murder my wife and children. And they live in Philadelphia, and I... <laughs> came out man i just came out that's so funny <laughs> that's so funny too hot and heavy oh my Cause, god because we got to have like a contest of how long we can keep them on the phone yeah um i have that recorded 15 minutes i think i had that one nice. guy there for 15, 15. minutes with us and rats for beautiful. the first time yeah oh my god okay remember uh, i was talking to him about too like, hot and heavy i was talking to him about porn i was like i got needs oh physical yeah needs, <laughs> physical needs baby sexual needs that will be the funny thing is how crazy of shit can you say and keep them on the line? Yeah. The name of the game is that to make them think that you're still going to purchase from all them. The that's what they want the all end. the way until the end. Right until giving them, them credit card number. And you have to draw that out as long as you can. Unless he's grabbing his phone again because he wants to do it again. <laughs> I see it in okay. his fucking eyes. No, I won't do it again. Ah! <laughs> this man just wants to keep calling these motherfuckers. Dude, this is so tempting. If you call him back, I better get to talk this time. Okay, yeah, no, no. You, I think it's your turn. I think it's your turn. But no, because I mean, both of us have experience where it's like we've gotten them to say crazy ass shit. Because what we're trying to do is get behind the veil, as we say, and have them break mm -hmm. character and actually speak to us as a human being. Press three, three, for new 
And we kind of got it the other day. Uh, I was I was reading something though that was like you shouldn't give people your number, like you shouldn't mess with. Reservations. How can I help you? Hi, I didn't catch your name. Oh. Uh, they know. All right, we're done for this episode. <laughs> but coming soon on the Patreon, we will have uh, scam episodes for you coming we'll at be you. Practicing. Hot. If you have any scam numbers, please send them to our Instagram or our Facebook. Uh, either way, we would love to know. Yes. I please. also read an article that said that you shouldn't mess with scam numbers because people who like sell your data, they'll like the scammers like your number then becomes hotter. Yeah. Like, if they're like, they know it's a real person. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. then the scammers are more willing to sell your number. And I was like, fuck that, dude. I want my number to Absolutely. be with the scammers, dude, because I know if I'm getting yep. scammed unless I don't. Yes. Right? Yep. <laughs> but for the most part, like, come on, I know if I'm getting scammed. If anyone calls you and is asking for your money, be very weary. Or your social. Or your social. Or if they say that they're IRS. The IRS doesn't call you. Yep. Just so yep. you know. Uh, we'll be practicing that because that's going to be super fun. We want to bring kind of some awareness to that because, yeah, you you fell victim to that shit. It's, mm-hmm. it's real. They are trying to get your money, and it's not cool at all. And they're trying to get it by, I don't even know what the fuck these guys are doing, like that you have to call them. They're doing se- plane tickets, man. And so is someone okay, supposed, supposed to just refer you? Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't know how people get that number. And then have to type in some stupid code to get in there. I'm gonna be back real quick. You gonna go get it? Okay, get I'll, I'll improv here. Okay, do that shit. Well, I'll just call him one more time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's I try to answer Thank you for phone calls from reservation. scammers because then my number will stay hot. Your number stays hot if you answer. If you don't want them to call you, then don't answer, and they will take your number off. Chan's going to nail this next one. Thank you for calling reservations. This is Pedro. How can I help you? Hey, Pedro. It's Pedro. How you doing? I'm doing bad. Have a nice day. You're doing bad? Wait, hold on. You're doing bad? Oh, Chan! (laughs) Oh, babe. Come on. That's funny. You got to laugh with me. (laughs) Jenna here. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's funny, but Peter legitimately called this damn number for over two hours the other night. He was determined. <laughs> it was a long process, and there was no stopping him. I got Pedro. <laughs> and bro, and I, and do you know what I said? What? Hey Pedro, this is Pedro, and I said, "How you doing?" And he said, "Oh, I'm doing bad." And then he hung up. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna call him back. Hop on it. Looks like it's about to die. My phone is too. It's all good. I'm what what percentage are you at? Ten. Oh, all, I'm at thirteen. So we all good, we got twenty three to get. Oh, twenty two together. I'm at twelve. No fucking worries. All right. If anyone wants to call this number, it's one eight three three seven 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 two three three three. Reservation. So here's how the code works. You listen to the four numbers. And the first four are always the same. One four one eight. Uh, but the, the second four digits change. Come and it's ringing. Bitch, bitch, put me through. Don't just send me down. There's no they way. Might have, they might have blocked my number because I got them good, bro. <laughs> yeah, I got did. them good that one time. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, There's they know no it's fucking me. way. Okay, try my phone. Try my phone. Yeah. I can't believe I got Pedro again, bro. Dude, we got them good last time. Calling 
There you go. Okay. They have a savvy to my number. So, 1418. Which, from my experience, has always been the same. All right, this is for sure the last one. We got to make this okay, the last okay, one. Okay, okay, okay. Calling reservation. <laughs> Press 4, 4 for new booking. Press 7, 4 for existing. 4474. So, this will change. So, this time it was 4474 because it was the it's two It's been numbers. 6235 before, yeah, yeah so... My name is Winston. Hi, Winston. Uh, my name is Derek. I was just curious if I could get a flight. Okay. Where are you uh, leaving from and going to, sir? Um, I am leaving from Beijing, China. And where are you going to? Sydney, Australia. One second. Okay. Where in Australia, sir? Sydney. The power button hangs it up. What date? Uh, what date? Yes. Uh, I think I'm gonna leave in five days. Five days. Okay. Yeah. Do you know what date that is? <laughs> five days from now. Seventeen days from now. I think. What was that? Oh, no, um, I wasn't talking to you. Okay, so. Uh, oh. <laughs> leaving on the twentieth of August. I have a flight uh, leaving Beijing at uh, one ten p.m. Arriving in Sydney at 10.50 a.m. in the morning. The flight will have two stops. One stop in Salmon. And second stop will be in Hong Kong. Salmon, Idaho? No, sir. Where's Salmon? Say, I don't like Salmon. No, thank you. One second. Okay. That's the Simon Gaoki International Airport. That's in China. And it's the, like, the city's called Salmon? And the city is called Salmon? Yes. I, I, I'm I, sorry, man. I'm allergic to salmon, so I don't think I can go there. Might be a lot of salmon. No yeah. No thank, problem, you. Sir, thank, no you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, little pussy, man. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening this to Fair to Burn. This has been Fair to Burn, baby. We appreciate you guys. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, Patreon. Go find that Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash fair the burn. We love you guys. We, we love you see all you so much. Week. Peace. 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 Peace.